As you know by now, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation. Plus CBD Daily Balance THC-free. Daily Balance is a daily-use supplement that provides the benefits of CBD without the concern of other cannabinoids like THC causing unwanted effects. Daily Balance contains the purest form of hemp-derived CBD in high concentrations to help you overcome intense challenges to mental and physical well-being. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Daily Balance THC-free line of oil, soft gels, and gummies. You're listening to an Encore broadcast, the best of intelligent medicine, with me, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's the weekend edition of Intelligent Medicine because we've got podcasts throughout the week, but this program comes to you via radio or via your uh, your. Uh, device your online devices and we got lots to talk about 877-726-8255 our number intelligent medicine means the best of high-tech medicine the best of natural therapies we review all the important health stories of the week and digest them in a form that is hopefully entertaining and informative 877-726-8255 gets you into the doctor's office to pose a question or share a comment. There's a lot on the health front this week, and we'll be talking about uh, hydration and its benefits. Uh, also, uh, some new studies on what else? Vitamin D, uh, the uh, impact of artificial sweeteners on heart disease. They're supposed to lower the risk, but a uh, new study sheds light on their impact. 877-726-8255, our number. Okay, let's go. And among the big stories this week, this is really unprecedented. It uh, heralds a new era in children's health care, for better or worse. The American Academy of Pediatrics uh, this week uh, issued an enormous clinical guideline for the evaluation and treatment of children and adolescents with obesity. It's uh, over 350 pages long. I had an opportunity to uh, review it and uh, do a deep dive on it. It's quite a document and uh, it's commendable that they're paying attention to it because, well, 14.4 uh, million American children and adolescents suffer from obesity. Uh, that uh, the definition of that is uh, greater than the 95th percentile for age and sex. So uh, it's all based on the BMI, the body mass index. You could critique that because uh, big, strong athletes sometimes have a higher BMI with low body fat. But uh, it's pretty accurate when it comes to kids. Um, the rate of obesity, and we're not just talking about overweight, you know, because I was a chubby kid. 
but I wasn't obese. I was a little bit uh, roly-poly, and then I grew out of it, as do many kids. But uh, here we're talking about obesity, and obesity isn't just uh, a social problem. You know, kids who are fat, and that's a term that is uh, not in vogue anymore, but uh, kids who are uh, very overweight get teased a lot, and it has an impact on their psychosocial development. Uh, it also has a major impact on their health, and I can harken back to when I was growing up, and I can't remember any kids who were diabetic, but now it's relatively common. Also, children with hypertension, children with sky-high cholesterol, and the rate is skyrocketing. It's more than tripled from just 5% in 1963. Remember, that was the era of JFK, John F. Kennedy. If you're a baby boomer, you may remember that. Uh, JFK urged the populace to overcome their sedentary ways and embark on 50-mile hikes. Yeah, he was uh, really into physical fitness. And that was then, 1963. Uh, only 5% of kids would be considered obese by today's standards. That soared to... 19% in 2017, and then the pandemic has intervened, and it's probably soared even more. And so here's a dire prediction. By 2050, if this trend holds, 57% of the children of today will have obesity by the time they are 35. And that's just a, a horrendous prospect. And so it's timely that the AAP, the American Academy of Pediatrics, is now addressing that in this very, very detailed document. But I have some concerns about it because for the very first time, the American Association of Pediatrics, the American Academy of Pediatrics, is opening the floodgates to the use of drugs and gastric bypass surgery for kids. And they're saying that, you know, because the problem is so severe, we have to start considering these things. They minimize the harms and they emphasize the benefits. I read it very carefully. And unfortunately, while they do give lip service to lifestyle, they talk a lot about lifestyle and they talk about uh, early intervention, uh, getting kids to be more active, getting kids to eat healthy. Um, there's not a lot about the benefits of a very low-carb diet. Sure, they say, uh, make some vague recommendations, uh, reduce sugary beverages, uh, also uh, encourage exercise, reduce sedentary behavior. They talk a lot about that. But then they kind of throw up their hands and they say, yeah, but because of the fact that there's not a lot of resources to promote that, it's not happening. It's not happening. Uh, they also talk a lot about uh, uh, inequality uh, and racism, as is the vogue these days, because the predominance of obesity is among poorer kids, especially kids who were racial minorities. And that's a bad start for these kids in life. Uh, there's uh, no mea culpa in this long document about how all our dietary guidelines have not been effective. Not only that, they may have actually promoted obesity by encouraging the use of lots and lots of carbohydrates. Yeah, bagels, breakfast cereals, 
skim milk, orange juice, those things are okay, according to a lot of pediatric experts. Um, and But they do acknowledge, somewhat grudgingly, two small studies found benefit from interventions that reduced glycemic load. In other words, low-carb diets. That was like one sentence among uh, well over 300 pages of text. And so not enough emphasis on the enormous impact that diet could have if it were only implemented at a young age for kids. And I highlight uh, this initiative, which is a, a good one. And, you know, we're talking about um, disadvantaged kids. I don't know what the Vogue term these days is. But um, among uh, kids in a low-income elementary school in the greater Austin area with a majority Hispanic student population, uh, they did a study. It was a randomized controlled trial conducted at the University of Texas at Austin. It's called the initiative is called Texas Sprouts. It's a gardening, nutrition, and cooking intervention implemented in elementary schools in Austin. And, okay, sounds good, but did it work? Because sometimes things that sound good don't actually work, so they have to be demonstrated to be of benefit using careful studies. And it turned out it was helpful. It improved glucose control. It reduced bad cholesterol in high-risk minority youth and the results were published this week in JAMA Network Open. So Texas Sprouts was a program that spanned the nine-month school year and involved the formation of a garden leadership committee. They allocated a quarter-acre outdoor teaching garden, and there were a series of 18 student gardening, nutrition, and cooking lessons taught by trained educators. And what they found was that after this intervention, and look, there's nothing better than getting kids to grow their own food because they're all in. There's some buy-in there because they're growing the food. Then they're preparing the food, handling the food. That gets them to try foods that ordinarily they wouldn't. And it really worked. Uh, they found that uh, small increases in dietary fiber and vegetable intake, as well as reductions in added sugar intake, may have combined effects on lowering bad cholesterol and improving glucose control. That's according to the researchers. So uh, reduced risk of diabetes and prediabetes. Uh, and uh, that was a model, I think, for what we ought to be doing with kids before we make acceptable gastric bypass surgery and the use of powerful drugs designed for adults. Uh, look, for some kids, that may be the answer because their problems are well beyond the potential impact of diet and exercise. You tell them to diet and exercise till the cows come home, they're still going to be grossly overweight and at high risk of health problems. Maybe, just maybe, we might make exceptions for these kids, but there's something called diagnostic creep that occurs in medicine. It's once you define a problem, drugs and surgery rush in to fill the vacuum. And, and that's my concern, is that we may have uh, opened up Pandora's box here when it comes to very serious, potentially life-altering interventions uh, for kids that may have certain benefits, but also have considerable harms. 
that are unfortunately being minimized. 877-726-8255, our number, and this is Intelligent Medicine. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoppinStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Whoa, wait. We wash our nose? Yes. The number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter your body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear. X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's xlear.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. Our number, 877-726-8255. And Kathy in Connecticut, welcome. How are you doing? Okay, Dr. Hoffman. Um, I wanted to ask you what I could take for flagellants, especially when it comes to plain yogurt. Hmm. Okay, so plain yogurt makes you gassy? Yeah, I, I eat a lot of it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, generally... Uh, yogurt is uh, has uh, the lactose in it, which can cause flatulence, broken down because it's fermented. Mm. Uh, but uh, you may actually suffer from an overabundance of the bacteria in the plain yogurt. Actually, Good. you know, it's one of those Goldilocks things, not enough uh, probiotics. And, you know, you may be uh, flatulent, gassy, or... Uh, suffer from constipation, and too much can actually cause an overgrowth of the bacteria that release certain gas in your intestinal tract. I so, right. uh, is is it is it the yogurt, or is I mean, what else well, in your I, diet might be a cause of that? Like, for example, what do you have for breakfast typically? Well, I have my eggs. Okay. You know that and, shouldn't be uh, a big problem. Yeah. No, but I, I eat a lot of American cheese now, um, uh, and a whole wheat bread. Well, there's the there's the problem. You know, American cheese uh, has a fair amount of lactose, and the whole wheat bread uh, is a source of what are called fructans, and that yeah. uh, uh, represents the F in FODMAP. And FODMAPs are the foods that can cause gas and SIBO, small intestine bacterial overgrowth. You can be tested for that with a breath test 
but maybe that's not necessary. You could just embark on a low FODMAP diet. I'm not sure yogurt is the culprit. It's less likely to be the culprit, but you can try elimination of yogurt. Uh, the, so there's a diet. You can find it on the internet, the low FODMAP diet. You can do a trial of that diet and see if it reduces the gas. Uh, sometimes it's necessary to use uh, certain natural herbs or even medication to suppress the bacterial overgrowth. I'm not a big fan of uh, the major drug that's used for this, which is called Zyfaxin. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can also use uh, you know, things like oil of oregano in capsules or berberine. Uh, these things can suppress the overgrowth of harmful bacteria. And uh, you may want to go easy on the uh, probiotics or the... Uh, fermented foods because they sometimes cause gas. Also, cruciferous vegetables, which are super healthy, are notorious for causing gas and bloating. And then the other issues, maybe you're not breaking down your foods properly. Maybe a good digestive, broad spectrum digestive enzyme can help you break your foods down properly so that they don't uh, ferment in your digestive tract. You can try some of those things and see if it pans out. And be sure to call us back and tell us if you've arrived uh, at a solution. Okay. How do you spell the name of that diet that I'm supposed to find on? F O D M A P, uh, with an S on the end. Low okay. FODMAP diet. You can just Google right. that and sure. uh, try try the diet and see if it helps. Uh, you know, even without the proper testing, you know, we test patients in our office to determine if they have a a bacterial overgrowth. They might be overproducing hydrogen or methane. Another thing that can cause a lot of gas and bloating is chronic yeast in the gastrointestinal tract, which is due to too many antibiotics. Antibiotics yes, can I've be a culprit. And had to take them. On, well, there I've you had... go. There you yes. go. You might have, uh, you know, disrupted your intestinal bacterial balance. I've been or taking even... probiotics, though, along with the. Um, I don't take them anymore, but I was very sick for a while. Well, there you go. That could be part of the problem, right there. You know, so the yeah. antibiotics uh, disrupted your intestinal flora. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let, let us know if some of this works for you. 877-726-8255. Let me take a moment to share with you that there's something new about NT-factor lipids, which you know can enhance your energy. Well, there's good news because they also help you to absorb nutrients like coenzyme Q10 or curcumin, according to a recent study by more than 200%. Now you can get... Uh, a special offer, buy one container of NT Factor Lipids Powder and get their delicious patented energy wafers free. That's up to a $59.99 value. Get the energy boosting and nutrient absorption benefits of NT Factor Lipids by mixing the powder in your morning smoothie or on the go with the convenience of pleasant, chewable, berry-flavored patented energy wafers. Just go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Or call 800-982-9158. 800-982-9158. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. New look, same trusted formulas. As part of Wakanaga of America's 50th anniversary, their flagship product, Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract, has a new look. The new packaging clearly communicates each formula's unique characteristics and benefits at a glance. The added QR code allows consumers to scan for more info. Aged Garlic Extract has been shown to support optimal cardiovascular health, including blood pressure and cholesterol, immune function, and more. It is organically grown. And AGE is the most researched garlic supplement on the market, with over 900 scientific papers from prestigious universities and research institutes around the world. There is also a new, vegan-friendly version of Kyolic's original cardiovascular formula, 
Visit Kyolic.com for more information about Kyolic's quality supplements to support your healthy lifestyle. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C.com. Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract Supplements are available at natural health retailers nationwide and online. If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate can be your strength. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function, including a recent Harvard study showing a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death. It may even be a helpful tool in managing cognitive decline. Flava Naturals Dark Chocolate Bars and Cocoa Powder deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate with great flavor and minimal sugar. Their secret is sourcing premium high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day. For more information and to order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. There you'll find the extensive research behind cocoa flavanols benefits and great recipes too. That's flavanaturals.com. flavanaturals.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, coming at you in real time here. You can call us 877-726-8255. But before we take calls, uh, one of the big stories on the nutrition front uh, over the past couple of weeks has been uh, this very interesting story about hydration. And you want to talk about healthy diet, we talk about supplements, we talk about exercise, we talk about a good mental attitude, but uh, hydration sometimes gets short shrift. Uh, a good colleague of mine, uh, Dr. Dana Cohen, has written a book entitled Quench, uh, which promotes the, I- the idea that hydration can be linked to all kinds of health benefits. And that viewpoint has been vindicated by this very large study. Over 11,000 adults. The remarkable part about this is not the number of participants, but the duration of the study. It's a 30-year study. And what they demonstrated is that there is a link between serum sodium levels, which go up when you're dehydrated and go down when you're properly hydrated with water. Uh, Not with uh, salty beverages, but water dilutes the sodium in your bloodstream, much as it would dilute a little bit of salt that you might have in a glass. Um, There's a very substantial link between serum sodium levels and various indicators of health. Now, that's very cool because this is not an esoteric test. This is a test that every man, woman, and child in this country get on a regular basis. It's called a chem panel, and sodium is an intrinsic part of that. Uh, Very easy to access your sodium levels if you've got a portal or if you've got a copy of a blood test check out your sodium levels because they're an indicator of whether or not you're adequately hydrated and here's what they found it was really quite dramatic uh, they found that there was a link between higher ranges of normal sodium levels by the way not high sodium but high within what is considered the normal range and increased risk for heart failure Uh, They also found that there was uh, a relationship uh, with uh, a whole raft of chronic health conditions, Uh, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, abnormal blood sugar. Uh, And specifically, they found that uh, adults with higher levels of normal serum sodium, 
And the normal range falls between 135 to 146. So if you read your lab report and you're either, you know, more than 135 or less than 146, they'll say it's normal. But within that normal range, there's an optimal range based largely on whether you're adequately hydrated. And they found that adults with serum sodium levels above 142, that's still normal because 146 and above is abnormal. High in the in the normal range, above 142, had a 10-50% to 50% increased odds of being biologically older. So it has an impact on aging itself uh, than their chronological age compared to ranges between 137 to 142. Levels above 144, still normal, correlated with a 50% increase in aging. Levels between 144.5 to 146 were associated with with a 21% increased risk of premature death compared to ranges between 137 to 142. There was also a relationship uh, with heart failure, stroke, atrial fibrillation, peripheral artery disease, as well as chronic lung disease, diabetes, and dementia. Uh, those with a serum sodium level above 142 had up to a 64% increased risk for developing some of these chronic diseases. And conversely, adults with the sodium 138 to 140 had the lowest risk of developing these chronic diseases. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, by the way, this is not a study of hydration. This is a study of a marker, which is thought to be a surrogate marker of hydration. So maybe then certain conditions cause the sodium to be high because it's regulated uh, very, very carefully within a certain range, maybe certain diseases cause your sodium to be elevated. So correlation is not necessarily causation. This needs to be researched further, but it's a promising, uh, easy to follow metric uh, that can tell you if you're adequately hydrated. And if you, if that's not enough, <laughs> check this out. An, uh, a company is coming up with a breakthrough device that can tell you whether you're adequately hydrated. It will also collect information about 3,000 different metabolites in your body. What is it? Just 90 millimeters in diameter. That's like, what, four inches. It's a little disc that sits within any toilet bowl. <laughs> it's called the U-Scan from a company called Withing.com. Check it out. There's an interesting video on how it fits in your toilet. They say it provides an immediate snapshot of the body's balance by monitoring and detecting a large variety of biomarkers found in urine while also offering actionable advice for health improvements. There's an app and you it, uh, it's Bluetooth to your phone. <laughs> and so you pee in the toilet and that gives you feedback on what's going on. And very easily, it can give you feedback on whether you're adequately hydrated because, well, you could just get visual feedback. Your urine is relatively clear. You're probably consuming a lot of fluid. If it is dark, well, you're probably dehydrated or maybe you're suffering from another medical condition that could cause you to have darker urine. Um, they say, while urinalysis is typically performed only once a year and it yields, you know, valuable information. Uh, the U-Scan, they say, opens the door to regular access to these metrics from the comfort and privacy of one's own bathroom. <laughs> so hydration, hydration, hydration. And, uh, you know, you want more insights into what uh, your body chemistry reveals.
uh, consider the U-Scan device. It's getting, you know, it's kind of like a, a variation on something that's been pioneered oh, over a decade ago, the smart toilet that uh, analyzes your urine and stool samples and gives you a lot of feedback of what, what's going on. All right, uh, 877-726-8255, our number, and we got uh, that number available to you 24-7, 365, so you can call and record a question as to this individual. Let's hear it. I uh, got a blood test, and it seems like my cholesterol is a little high, according to one doctor, but another doctor said it isn't. I have uh, triglycerides at 311, total cholesterol 218, HDL at 40, and LDL at 116. Sorry, My first doctor wanted to put me on uh, Lipitor, uh, but the second doctor said I don't need to do that, and he just gave me fish oil and vitamin D3. Uh, do you, which one do you agree with? Do you have any other things that I should do? Okay, it's not quite as simple as that, but what you have is a problem with carbs and not necessarily with uh, saturated fat and cholesterol intake because your triglycerides are over 300, and that's an indication that your body uh, is uh, converting uh, sugar and carbohydrates into fat in your bloodstream, which can lead to deposits in your arteries and in your liver, maybe causing fatty liver or other types of problems. And so uh, it may be that you require a statin, uh, but I kind of like the recommendation of the second doctor who said take fish oil because higher doses of fish oil, uh, it's been demonstrated, can lower triglycerides. But it has to be accompanied by a low-carb diet. So you really need to look at your carbohydrate consumption, uh, fruit juice, uh, bread, pasta, sugar, sodas, uh, you know, so-called, uh, you know, tea, instant teas and things like that that are laden with sugar and all the other ways that there are Trojan horses for sugar that work their way into the diet. Uh, and exercise, too, will lower your triglycerides. Uh, your LDL cholesterol isn't all that high, but what really would determine whether you need a statin? And I'm not inalterably opposed to statin. I think statins, I think, are just overprescribed because uh, doctors are indoctrinated that statins are the end-all and be-all of cardiovascular prevention. They're part of the equation, but, you know, just a small part. Uh is the EBT heart scan to look at whether there's calcium in your coronary arteries. And if as a relatively young guy, you sound middle-aged, uh, you have a lot of plaque, well, maybe, just maybe, you need the protection of a statin. And I'm not inalterably opposed to that. I just think statins uh, prescribe willy-nilly without seeing what's going on in your arteries. You know, maybe you have zero or minimal plaque. Then you really won't benefit from a statin. Statins don't do much to lower, if anything, to lower triglycerides. They work on cholesterol. And unfortunately, they lower your HDL, the good cholesterol, which in your case is relatively low. So exercise will bring that up. That could help. Uh, the answer is, uh, I'd have to kind of individualize my recommendations for you. That's actually the subject matter of, I would say about, 10, 20% of the visits that I get these days, people who want a second opinion on whether they should take a statin. And occasionally I'll say, oh my goodness, you got a lot of plaque. You really will benefit from the protection that statins afford, which is real, but minimal. If you have, you have no plaque, it's no point. So you'd have to get some imaging to see these tests are available, relatively inexpensive. So ask your doctor to send you for one, or you could even seek out a center that does those tests. Uh, you can just do a walk-in and have that test performed and find out if you have a lot of risk. 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, speaking of fish oil, interesting article in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition 
association of erythrocyte omega-3 fatty acids, that would be uh, red blood cell uh, omega-3 index. That's a test that can be done. Association of omega-3 fatty acids with cognition, brain imaging, and biomarkers in the Alzheimer's disease neuroimaging initiative. So they did uh, uh, blood tests to see if people had high levels of omega-3s in their red blood cell membranes. That's the best way. Plasma, not so good. Red blood cell membranes will yield a better result because that's where these omega-3s are incorporated. And um, what they found is that the higher your RBC, EPA, and DHA, the lower your risk of Alzheimer's might be on brain imaging. So very cool study, emphasizing the importance of omega-3s. Now I'll tell you where to get them. You've heard me talk about my preferred fish oil brand, which is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions. Well, I'm happy to report that they also offer a great line of premium quality, relevant professional-grade products, which help support optimal immune function, including quercetin, NAC, Viricon, and Aller-C. Uh, they also have a full range of ultra-pure omega-3 products, including vegan alternatives, no matter what type of uh, form you'd like your omega-3s, liquid, capsule, uh, even if you're vegetarian, uh, these products are top of the line. Uh, if you want more information about their offerings, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co. Vital Nutrients products are formulated by healthcare professionals utilizing peer-reviewed research, bioavailable and bioactive ingredients, in therapeutic doses. I take them and the Vital Nutrients fish oil is the brand that I take and recommend to my patients. Find them at vitalnutrients.co. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, 877-726-8255 or number, and this is Intelligent Medicine. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. We put the power in probiotics. We were the first to emphasize the importance of postbiotic metabolites in creating and maintaining the biodiversity of flora in the gut microbiome for optimal digestion, gut brain, immune, and hormonal health. Multi-year fermentation is key in producing the postbiotic metabolites that are found in exceptional probiotics like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Healthy fruits and vegetables are fermented, resulting in over 500 postbiotic metabolites for optimum digestive and immune support. So don't rely on a simple claim that the product has 50 billion or more CFUs. That is not the hallmark of how to gauge a powerful probiotic. Instead, look for diversity. Look for fermentation. Look for postbiotics. Look for Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are certified vegetarian and free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics today at fine health retailers everywhere and online. As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality. That's why I stock the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary, drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, these stand out for their support of healthy digestive function. BioCore enhanced enzymes and enzymes HCL. Digestive enzymes are essential to the body's absorption, but the capacity to 
make enzymes diminishes with age. BioCore Enhanced Enzymes contains a blend of non-GMO enzymes that will aid in the digestion of most foods, including beans and cruciferous vegetables. Enzymes HCL is a specially balanced blend of nine different enzymes that can break down protein, carbohydrates, fat, and fiber, and may help reduce bloating, indigestion, occasional heartburn, and gas. They're available at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. A study that looks at the effects of diet on COVID-19. We'll share that with you momentarily. But first, uh, 877-726-8255, a recorded call. Let's hear it. Dr. Hoffman, I... I'm wondering if you believe in uh, allergy shots, if they work for everybody, because I noticed that since this global warming started, maybe like six or seven years ago, my allergy symptoms are just seem to seems to get worse every year, and I don't think that the shots are working for me. Okay. I, you know, I wouldn't attribute it to global warming, although I guess that's plausible. There's some studies that suggest that climate change is having an impact on pollen counts in different parts of the world. But, yeah, you know, things change sometimes as you age. And, uh, you know, you could attribute it to, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, uh, the prevalence of uh, smartphones or something like that. You know, <laughs> electromagnetic uh, waves because uh, you're using a Wi-Fi more uh, over the past few years. Um, so, uh, when it comes to allergy shots, uh, they do work. And I have here in front of me a study, long-term real-world effectiveness of allergy immunotherapy in patients with allergic rhinitis and asthma. And, you know, they had to study it because, look, I mean, it's a thing that a lot of people do and results may vary. Some people don't get great results. Other people do get good results. And it may depend on uh, the type of immunotherapy, the uh, expertise of the doctor who's administering the immunotherapy, because mostly you have to do this in a doctor's office under observation in case you uh, have a emergency allergic reaction to the shot. Uh, and uh, there's also sublingual uh, immunotherapy under the tongue immunotherapy, which is coming into its own. And I used to do this when I had an allergy department. Now I just have a consultative practice and uh, I think it really does work. Uh, but, um, uh, the problem these days is that, uh, they're getting away from these types of therapies, uh, because they're coming up with uh, newer and more powerful drugs for allergies and asthma. And the tendency is to not want to reimburse, uh, doctors and patients for an arduous round of therapy that may take years and you just give them a drug and knock out their uh, immune reaction to certain things. A lot of these drugs are immunosuppressive, steroids, and now newer biologic medications. And so uh, these therapies are kind of fallen by the wayside to some extent. I know that allergists still offer them and patients benefit from them, but um yeah, again, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't suggest that it's about uh, climate change or many other factors. Your diet may have an impact on it, uh, underlying medical conditions, aging itself, uh, the condition of your microbiome. These may have an impact on your susceptibility to allergies. So, or the success of the immunotherapy because it, you know, can't overcome some of these headwinds if other things aren't right. Even your level of certain critical nutrients, you know, things like uh, adequate bioflavonoids, quercetin, uh, vitamin C, adequate levels of vitamin D, these things may have an impact on how effective uh, immunotherapy uh, with shots is. Okay, big study, huge study. 
Uh, long-term diet and risk of COVID infection uh, and COVID severity. In this month's American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, big study looked at uh, nearly 20,000 participants and uh, it correlated uh, long-term diets with the outcome of COVID and based on hospitalizations and deaths. And uh, what they, uh, actually I misspoke, there's even more higher numbers, nearly 43,000 health professionals. So what they say here is emerging evidence supports a role of diet in the development of COVID-19, uh, a diet uh, that is rich in plant-based foods, uh, that is low in sugar, low in ultra-processed foods, uh, high in antioxidants, uh, anti-inflammatory. These can be decisive in reducing uh, the risk of COVID. And the other thing about diet is that you know, diet simply uh, helps control your blood sugar. Uh, it helps to reduce the risk of what are called comorbidities, uh, heart disease, high cholesterol, hypertension. Uh, these are comorbidities which make the management of COVID infections worse and make people more vulnerable to the adverse effects of the virus. So once again, proof positive that uh, underlying uh, health uh, has a lot to do with um, your lifestyle, diet, exercise, sleep patterns, stress patterns. Uh, all of these should be considered when we're taking an all of, above, all of the above approach to COVID. More on COVID uh, in the next hour. 877-726-8255 or number and this is Intelligent Medicine.